Greetings and welcome to The Point Being, Ipsos's public polling podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Newell. Chris Jackson is out today, uh, but I am joined by my special guest, fellow Ipsos pollster, Sarah Mackey. Hello, everyone. So we've got an all-female crew today. We're here with our producer, Jenny, as well. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I always knew I was going to be famous, but I didn't know I was going to be this famous. Little known fact, uh, Sarah is joining us with some previous experience. She hosted a radio show back in college, so happy to have her here with me. Happy to be back on the airwaves. All right, so we're going to jump right in and go over our latest results from this week's Reuters Ipsos poll. Now, if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you know that we've been Uh, discussing everything and anything to do with impeachment. Now, we have some fresh numbers on that today, but we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about some other research that Ipsos has undertaken recently. Um, So to get started, looking at our core political numbers this week with Reuters, we're not really seeing a ton of change despite everything that's going on around us. Um, For example, President Trump's approval rating is holding steady. It's at 41% among registered voters where it was last week. Um, And the main problem facing the country continues to be healthcare, closely followed both by immigration and the economy and unemployment. Um, There is certainly that level of pessimism that persists in the country with fewer than 30% thinking that things are headed in the right direction. But again, no major changes on any of these indicators. Um, One thing that is new this week is we are starting a impeachment tracker, and we'll be including that weekly in our Reuters Ipsos polling. So each week when we bring you the numbers on approval rating and the main problem facing the country, for the foreseeable future, we will also have an update on whether the American public thinks that President Trump should be impeached. Great. And I guess, do they think he should be impeached? That's the question of the hour. Um, What we're seeing is really there hasn't been any substantial change from last week. Um, Currently, 45% of all Americans and about the same number of registered voters feel that the president should be impeached. So this is something that's trending upward, as we mentioned on last week's podcast, but we haven't really seen a change in the past couple of days. Now, if you take sort of an aggregate look, a 30,000-foot view of our polls and and many other polls that are in the market, I think the biggest takeaway here is that regardless of what your specific number is, we are still seeing more people favoring impeachment or an impeachment inquiry. Again, different people are asking this question different ways, um, but more people are starting to support an inquiry or support impeachment of President Trump than not. I think that will be interesting to look at in the coming months. I think you're right, Sarah. So as promised, we are going to take a little break from all things impeachment. Uh, We've got some new data to report on um, on a couple of different fronts. So today is October 9th. Tomorrow, Thursday, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day. And Ipsos is releasing a brand new global survey this evening uh, that takes a look at attitudes around mental health and well-being across two dozen countries. 
Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What did you find particularly interesting in this new poll? Sure. So I looked at uh, the United States a little bit more closely. And in the U.S., a little more than half think of mental health and well-being often, while three-quarters think of physical well-being often. So we're seeing a bit of a gap there. So more people say that they are thinking about their physical well-being than their mental well-being. Yes, at least often. Interesting. Um, Did the poll cover any sort of implications about that or maybe why this is the case? Yeah, so they looked into which one, mental or physical well-being, was more important. And 8 in 10 in the U.S. say that mental and physical well-being are of equal importance. But 61% in the U.S. say physical well-being is seen as more important in the healthcare system. So the healthcare system is the one that could possibly be driving why people are thinking of it more often. Interesting. So, so basically, we've got this scenario where people agree that your mental health and your physical health are of equal importance. However, they acknowledge that they're thinking more often about their physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that healthcare systems are you know, focusing primarily on physical health. So there does seem to be a little bit of this gap here. You know, it's, what did you say? It's a, it's a simple majority, just over half, mm-hmm. that say that they think about their mental health often? Yes, uh, 56% there. Interesting. Um, what what else did you find striking in this poll, Sarah? And again, this was done across more than two dozen countries, right? Yes. So I thought that it was really interesting if we're going to bring it back to politics for a little bit. It always comes back to politics. It always does, but we'll, we'll carry on quickly with this. Um, around 30% of Americans think that a history of mental illness should exclude you from holding public office. Okay. And they're falling in the middle with a wide range of opinions across the two dozen countries that were looked at with the top saying around three quarters saying that the people should be excluded from public office if they have a history of mental illness all the way down to just a tenth at the bottom interesting okay so slightly less than a third of americans say if you disclose a mental illness, then you shouldn't be allowed to hold office. So slightly more. Well, slightly it's more. 34%. Okay. So basically, we still have, and, and that's a really wide range, like a difference of 60 percentage points across all countries. So mm-hmm. what this poll indicates, you know, Sarah, I think you just brought up a really great point, is there is still a certain amount of stigma attached to mental health and well-being and contributions that you can have in society. Um, But I think, sorry, go ahead. Definitely, and I think that we see this stigma with this question in Russia, particularly with 76% saying that those with a history of mental illness should be excluded from public office. Okay, so that's where it's on the higher end. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you also noted that, you know, a lot of people feel that our healthcare systems really focus on physical health, right? So I think in light of, you know, given that tomorrow is World Mental Health Day, I think it's important to remember that A, there is still stigma to overcome, and B, um, there's a, a question of what systems are in place, both in the U.S. and around the world, to resolve that. Because according to our new poll, it sounds like there's this perception that healthcare systems, at least in the U.S., are 
are not focusing on mental health as much as they could. Is that right? Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, interesting. Um, so you'll be able to find the results of this poll on our website, ipsos.com, later this evening. Uh, and we invite you to compare Americans' views on this with views of people around the world. Um, now switching gears again from looking at mental health to a topic of physical health, um, and a topic in particular that I think has been kind of developing into a potential um, physical health safety concern or crisis lately, and that's vaping. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Ipsos and USA Today partnered together um, to examine Americans' views around vaping. Um, hot topic, given that some states have talked about banning, e-liquids, um, there's been some vaping-related deaths attributed across the country, um, so we decided that we wanted to look into this a little bit more. And what did we find with that? So I think one of the things that's really interesting here is that most Americans really don't have a firm grasp on safety concerns around vaping. Um, just one in 10 believe that vaping is safer than traditional cigarettes. Um, but over half say that either there isn't enough research or that they're not sure. That number actually is closer to two thirds. Okay, so we definitely need a little bit more research on this before people make up their minds. That's right. But interestingly, some people have started to make up their minds a little bit more. Not surprisingly, people that self-report that they vape are more likely to believe that vaping is safer than traditional cigarettes, about half. Um, but it's actually younger people, ages 18 to 34, um, about one in five, 20%, say um, vaping is safer than traditional cigarettes. So I think you're exactly right, Sarah. There's, there's definitely more research that needs to be done on the safety of vaping. Um, but there are signs that younger Americans are maybe willing to to explore and, you know, give it a little pass. I guess that we've seen that kind of overall in culture. Yeah. <laughs> what about, what do you Americans think should be the response to this? Is there any public policy kind of preferences here? Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up. So there are some policies regarding vaping that see really widespread support overall and among different ages, namely requiring labels to list all ingredients and potential risks. You know, thinking back to decades ago, that push for the Surgeon General's label on cigarettes, for example, and um, looking at something similar here. And then um, also, a vast majority of Americans support not allowing anyone under the age of 21 to purchase vaping products and to implement FDA regulations for vaping, mm -hmm. which I think speaks to that point about safety, right? Um, there are no regulations in place. We don't know how safe it is, if it's safer than traditional cigarettes or not. But a vast majority of Americans say like, okay, we need some sort of regulation oversight on this. And I think the FDA regulation would be overarching across companies. So it wouldn't just be for companies to decide what disclosure is. Yep, that's exactly right. And that receives widespread support, whether you are a younger person like we talked about, or whether you're older. Um, but then also, you know, there is a sense 
that if vaping is banned, more people will purchase from the non-regulated black market. So fewer than half support banning all vapes, but there is sort of this recognition of, well, maybe banning is not the answer because it's gonna drive people to other corners of the market. So instead we need to do some research into safety, into FDA regulations, into labeling these products so people know a little bit more and can make some informed decisions about the safety of vaping moving forward. That's so interesting. Yeah, so I think that's gonna cover it. Um, We will be back next week with more Ipsos polling, more fresh impeachment numbers, I'm sure. Um, But you can always find this content and any of our public polls on our website at ipsos.com. You can also email us at thepointbeing at ipsos.com or follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mallory Kate, that's Kate with a C. Chris is at JCB Jackson. Sarah? Oh, I don't have a Twitter. You're not on Twitter. (laughs) Maybe we should do a poll about the generational divide of social media. I would love to see that. I don't even know how Twitter works. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Thank you to Sarah for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Listeners, I'm sure you'll be hearing more from Sarah in the future, joining us on our podcast. Um, Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.